all the difference in the world is when he's in the house. Amen. Let's just go to him in prayer. Father, we come to you tonight, Lord, needing you once again. Ask, Lord, you just help us, speak to us, speak through us, touch your people, Lord. You know the needs that are in the body, situations, Lord. we thinking about the, the church there in Buford today, Lord, and even this evening facing tornadoes again. Had them this morning, but we just ask your protection around your people, Lord. God, we just ask that you would move, Lord, and and your bride all over the world, Father. Just the miraculous out break out, Lord, in our midst, Lord, to show you're still the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we commit our hearts to you, we commit our lives to you. We thank you for this time together in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to Zechariah 14 and verse 6. Amen. It's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We're coming up very quickly, just a week away from leaving to go down to prepare for the youth camp that will be starting on Thursday. So just keep that in your prayers. It's kind of a, a, a almost a reboot for us because there are a lot of things that are different. But we're looking forward to a wonderful time in the Lord. And... Uh, yeah, that Wednesday, next Wednesday night, there will not be service here, nor the following Sunday. So it'll be down there at the youth camp in Dry Creek, <clears throat> Louisiana. Amen. Zechariah 14 and verse 6. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear nor dark. But it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord. Not a day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at the evening time, it shall be light. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Amen. I'd like to speak to you on the light that is in you is greater than the darkness that's in the world. Amen. How many believes that today? Amen. As we've been speaking about light, we know that light is always greater than darkness. Darkness is never greater than light. It don't, I mean, darkness can come together. It can try to put out light, but if you could just strike a match or even the weakest light, it'll draw, it'll push back the darkness. But I thought it was very wonderful, and uh, this is scripture that we're very familiar here with this church because of our, our church being named Evening Light Tabernacle. Uh, it was done for a purpose because I believe that we are to be a light in the community that, that we're in. And, and you know, uh, but it, the scripture, as it says it, it shall be light. It shall be light. This is not a maybe or a might be or a hopefully will be or maybe it'll work out or possibly, but it is a confirmation. It's an assurity. It's a promise. It shall be light. That no matter how dark it may get, no matter how dreary it may be, no matter how, how whatever may happen, he said it was going to be that, that kind of day. It'd be a day of darkness. It'd be a day of dreariness, a day that many people could not see, a day that many would grope in darkness, a day that, uh, uh, you know, they would, there would be a lot of problems upon the earth and situations, but it shall be light. This is actually the same the same words and the same things as let there be light. 
amen, that God would speak it. And now today we witness the promise being fulfilled. Although when he spoke it, it may have laid for millions of years, thousands of years, may have happened in just a moment. I don't know. But that word, no matter how long it took as far as time, because God, he didn't care about time. He's not a time being. But as far as the way we compute time, amen, however, however long that it took, it did not matter. What mattered is there's a sun today. There's stars today. There's a word that's been fulfilled. And, you know, just as the promise, and this, this is also a promise that our seed that is laying in darkness, there's going to be a light to bring it forth. Amen. That we won't remain in darkness because, you know, the seed goes into the ground and, and it lays there in dark times and dark places. Amen. And it takes the sun to pull it. And so it's speaking of a, a light that's going to pull you out of darkness is going to pull you out of the things that, that you're laying in just as the promises of deliverance of a savior laid in scripture and seem you know they would never come to life the word had laid dormant for thousands of years seemed like but all of a sudden the light shone upon it and it came forth and he came forth as a, from a virgin amen and, and a virgin born body and he he came to live he came to defeat satan he he came to die but he also came to rise again so that his power could be transferred not just in one body but in many bodies that not only he could have the light but he would also share the light because he wanted more than one candle he wanted more more than one light bulb he wanted more than one beam of light he wanted many rays of light he wanted God moving in every facet of every part of the world amen he couldn't do that in one body so what did he do he went down and he, he went he died he went to hell he rose again so that his life could be transferred to other bodies. So that those bodies could go into, a, that light could be transferred into 120 that was there on, in the day of Pentecost and they could go to this side over here and they could go over there and they could go to this country and the gospel would begin to spread and the light would begin to shine in all the corners of the earth and that's why he could say I will have a bride without spot, without wrinkle. I'll have a people out of every kindred, out of every tongue out of every nation, out of every people, amen, because he knew that that light was going to go forth. And no matter what country it came to, no matter what government it came, come on somebody, no matter what problems arose, you could put the red curtain, you could put the communist curtain, you can put the bamboo curtain, you can put the iron curtain, you can put whatever curtain you want to put up. God's word, God's light was going to go through it. It was going to get to that seed that laid there upon the earth, amen, so that seed can come forth. See, he came to redeem. He came to bring life to these predestinated seeds that God had seen before the foundation of the world. And he wrote their names in the book of life. I'm thankful that I've already been seen. I've all, my name's already been written down. And, and so he knew he had seeds laying in this great darkness that we're living in. He knew in the darkest times, in the darkest places, in the darkest corners of the earth, there would be a seed there. And somehow light was going to have to get there for that seed to come forth. So light would have to go into a body of flesh and be carried and be moved into places on ships, on, in airplanes, through books, however it went. Light was being transferred so he could go to every seed that is laying there because every seed that's written on the Lamb's book of life will come up. 
There shall be light in the evening time. Amen. So every seed, no matter how dark it may seem, no matter how many obstacles there are, no matter how terrible the government is, no matter how hard they try to push it down and keep it down, that seed, if it's laying inside of there, whether it be in Russia, North Korea, South Korea, Japan, and the furthest parts of the earth, that light is going to find that seed. Because that seed must come forth. Amen. So the devil can try everything he wants to. He can try to put every kind of sin on it. He can try to cover it up. He can try to put it in the worst muck. He can make it so deep and so dark and so impossible. But when that light begins to shine, it's calling forth the life of that seed. And that seed will come up. So he came, Brother Brandon will say it like this. He said he came not only to be the blessing, he came to share the blessing. Hallelujah. He came not only to be the light, he came to share the light. He not only come, amen, to be the blessing, he came to share the blessing with every predestinated seed. How many predestinated seeds we got here tonight? Amen. So he came to share his blessing with you. He said, now if the seed wasn't on the earth, it could not live. So it had to be on the earth and be germatized. No matter how long it's kept in darkness, no matter how bad it's seen, when the S-O-N begins to shine, on it it'll come up he came to share it with us he came to share his life with us he came to share his light with us amen whatever was in that life every blessing that was in that life he came to share it with us that's why we can declare he's a healer tonight because he came to share i'm a healer Amen. Hey, he came to share his power. He came to share his healing. He came to share his deliverance. He came to share it all. He didn't keep it in one body, in one light bulb, in one source. But no, he put it in many bodies. Hallelujah. He came to share it. Amen. And the sun has rose up on our life. Amen. Declaring the good news. Amen. In the world, it may not be nothing but bad news. But tonight, turn your eyes away from all of that. We have some good news tonight. Hallelujah. You come to the right place. You come not to get bad news. You came to get good news. Now, there's going to be some bad news. It's bad news for the devil. But there's good news for you tonight. God has come to share his blessings with you. God has come to share his life with you that you can also be the light. You know, the gospel is the good news. Amen. The very word gospel means good news. Is that what you came for tonight? Did you come for some good news? Good, you come for the, to the right place. A man died for you. That means you don't have to die. That's good news. Amen. Amen. He said, never was there any news like this news. He who made the promise has now also confirmed the promise. And he's now alive forevermore. And he has the keys to death, hell, and it's in his hands. Man, that's some good news tonight. Death and hell does not even have their own keys. In other words, death don't have a key to hold you no more. Hell don't have a key to hold you no more. Amen, he tried to hold you. He tried to put every kind of sin on your life, everything upon you, and try to pour it on top of you and keep you down. But hell lost its key. It lost its ability to hold you. It can't no longer lock the door. 
on a predestinated sea. He can no longer lock the door. Amen. He said he's alive forevermore. Therefore, all gloom is shook away. Hello, somebody. Did you come gloomy tonight? All gloom is shook away. Maybe you're gloomy because you're looking at the wrong thing. Look to the S-O-N tonight. Amen. All gloom is shook away. There's no gloom to be seen anymore for the sun is up. Amen. There was no, well, he will come or he may come. He's already come. And the gospel is declaring the light is up. The light is shining. The sun is up. Amen. If the sun is up, that means we're free. If he's, if he's risen from the dead, how many believes he's risen from the dead? Then every power that he claimed to have is now in force. Every promise that he has is now in force. He could claim to be somebody, but unless that happened, he could be just like no other, just some other man. But then, I, I mean, just we could be no more than Mohammedans or something like that. That's a waiting for him to rise up and go get on a horse. We ain't waiting for him to rise up. He's already rose up. We ain't waiting for him to come in power. He's already in power. We ain't waiting for him to heal. He's already healing. We ain't waiting for him to deliver, and he's already doing that. Amen. The sun is up. The gospel is declaring he is here. The light is dawning upon him. There shall be light. There is darkness, but there shall be light. There is trouble, but there shall be light. There is sickness, but there shall be light. There is sin, but there shall be light. There is problems, but there shall be light. Amen. The very message of the gospel is proven to a people that he is risen. Go tell my disciples, he would say, go tell my disciples, I'm risen from the dead and I'll meet with them. He said, oh, how in, brother, brother Branham, he said, oh, how in this last days there shall be light again across the earth. He's going to prove again, I am risen. I am the living Christ. Take this message to my disciples. I'm risen from the dead. The gospel, the good news. So that is the gospel. We're not serving a dead creed or a dead dogma or some light from 50 years ago or 100 years ago. We are serving a living God right now that's able to be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. Amen. That's where God wants you to put him at is right now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, not another problem or another situation, but this moment and this time, I need him right now. And if I need him, he's here for me. He's here to touch me. He's here to minister to me. He's here to lift me up. It's the good news. Light is shining, Hebrews 13a. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. We are his beneficiaries. Or to prove his life now. If we are his beneficiaries, we're to prove his life is now in us. Or his light is now in us. This life, there was never a life lived like it. He was the son of God. He died, but he rose again. And this morning, we as his servants are commissioned by him to go into all the world. And to bring the same good news. He's risen. He's alive. He's living. We are not serving a dead God. 
For it is written the gospel. Amen. He said, let me back up. He said, how can we do it by word only? He said, for it's written, the gospel came not by word only, but through power and manifestation of the Holy Spirit to prove he's alive. Listen, he had the word. He said, he said I, I, if, you, if, you, uh, if you destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. But that was word only until he rose up. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. There had to be a manifestation of what he said. Amen. And listen, we're looking for more than just word only. He'll have a bride without spot, without wrinkle. All, those who do, that, that don't sleep, they'll be changed. That's, that's word only, but we're looking for the manifestation of that. Amen. For the fulfillment of that. You can have the word, you can have the word, you can have the word, but we also got to have the manifestation or the fulfillment of the word. Or other words, it's just a bulb there, but the light has to come on. Amen. The gospel came not by word only, but through the power of the, of the Holy Ghost. He said, because I live, ye live also. And I live in you. Therefore, if I live in you, the works that I do, shall ye do also. Amen. What a message. Amen. Is there anybody here on a Wednesday night? All right. Oh, what a message. No wonder. He said we had a dark world of theology and creeds and dogmas, but in the evening time, there shall be light again. There will be a resurrection in the evening time. Hallelujah. It shall be light in the evening time. So God is not surprised by the climate that we're living in and the situations that we're facing and the political unrest and all the things that's been going on for the last couple of years. God's not by, you might be surprised, but God's not surprised by it. He knew it would be there, but he said there shall be light. So the devil can howl, the devil can blow. He can say, I'm going to blow it in with my my chinny chin chin. I'm going to do everything I can to put out the bride's light. He'll never put it out. He can't put it out because there's a word that said that resists him that stands between you and the devil. There shall be light. Why don't you look at that devil tonight and say, devil, you can't put me out. Because my light is not coming from you. The power that's on the inside of me is coming from a greater source. Hallelujah. And you can howl, you can blow, you can do whatever you want to. There shall be light. The very essence of the message that was sent. He's risen from the dead. This is the message in this hour. He's risen from the dead. But don't miss it. It's not 2,000 years ago. It's now. The light is up again. The light is shining again. The word and its power and its fullness is working in human flesh again. Come on, somebody. We don't want to put it 2,000 years ago or even 50 years ago. We want him right now. He's up again. He's moving in a bride. He's healing the sick. He's saving the lost. He's raising the dead. He's healing cancer. He's rebuking darkness. He's calling the seas. He's moving just like he did 2,000 years ago. He has to to be the same light. Yes. 
Amen. Brother Brown will say it like this. He said, but I'm afraid too many of us are not getting people to Christ. We're getting them to a theory or we're getting them to a church, but we must get them to Christ. They must be connected to the source to be able to light up. He's the only one that can light up their lives, that can put that light in them. And like he did on the day of Pentecost, 120, lights were dispersed. Pillar of fire over every one of them. Lights entering into human bodies. Amen. To push back darkness. And it has to be the same way today. And he said, if the blood of a man was a certain type and you took the blood from another man and changed the blood of another, he would absolutely be that same type of blood. And he said, if your spirit that's in you is reckoned dead and you're anointed with the life that was in Christ, amen, it's the same spirit that raised him up from the dead will also quicken your body. And if it quickens your body, that same life, those same powers, those same beneficiaries that he had here on earth from God when he redeemed you, now you have them. This is shouting stuff right here, okay? (laughs) You have them. Not somebody coming. Listen, we're not living in Luther's day and there's somebody still coming. We are them. We are they. We are it shall be light. We are the light that's in the moment pushing back the devil's darkness. And we're going to push it back so hard until we break into that eternal day. There's not another them coming. You are them. The gospel light of the resurrection, the confirmation of the word. How do we know he was a Christ? He was a Christ because he proved what he talked about. How do I know the message of the hour? God proves what he promises and what he talks about. He proves it. That's the identification. We are the beneficiaries of the resurrection. He proves what he talks about. Amen. What he promised to do in Christ, he proved it on the resurrection. What he promised to do in the days of Moses, he proved it. What he promised to do in the days of Enoch, he proved it. In the days of the apostles, he proved it. Why would your day be any different? Why would it be any different that you get here and he can't prove it no more? He's proved it every time. He'll prove it in your time. He's proved it every moment. He'll prove it in your moment. In your moment of trial, in your moment of temptation, in your moment of sickness, he'll prove I am God. On Easter morning, not only did this light raise, but his his beneficiaries raised with him. We were in Christ at the crucifixion. We were in him on the resurrection. We are his beneficiaries, quickened after being dead in darkness. The darkened world of unbelief and churches and nominations and so forth had drawn us out, and there's, but there was something in his calling. Oh, we want God. We're hungering. We're thirsting. So we joined this one. We joined that one. We joined this one. We're looking. What was you doing? You was looking for light. You was looking for life. And all of a sudden, while you were groping in darkness, the great resurrection came to you in the manifestation of the promised word of God. Like he was manifested, the manifested promise of God, I will not leave his soul in hell, neither will I suffer from my holy one to see corruption. He manifested. 
just like he manifested in you. He said, I'll not leave them in that earth. I'll not leave them in that darkness. I'll not leave them in that situation. I'll not leave them in that sin. I'll not leave them in that problem. I'll not leave them in those drugs. I'll not leave them in their dirty habits. I'll not leave them in that pornography. I'll not leave them there. But I got a son, a power that's greater than the darkness, and I'm going to pull them out. Hallelujah. And you're walking along and all of a sudden you feel a pull and it starts turning you and it starts pulling you and it's pulling you another way. Hallelujah. And let me tell you something. This light is not getting dimmer. It's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. I want you to understand what I'm saying. The light that's pulling upon the seed life on the inside of you, it's pulling you to a harvest. I understand the light in Laodicea is getting dimmer and dimmer, but the light upon the seed is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Hallelujah. It's pulling you out of the ground. It's pulling you through all the stages. It pulled you through justification and sanctification and it pulled you into the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But this light is getting stronger and it's about to pull a group of people off the face of this earth into another dimension, into another world. It shall be light. I will not leave one. Them who were once groping in darkness and wandering around, wondering if they should wash feet on a certain day or keep a certain set of rules or do a certain thing. But there was a glorious resurrection that defied every man-made thing that man had ever done. Every man-made reason. There had never been a time to that time a man could lay his life down and pick it up again. He defied the scientific proof they had by raising again. And when they saw that Jesus Christ when they, see, when they say Jesus Christ isn't the same yesterday, today, and forever, or his power isn't the same, or his gospel isn't the same, when the Bible says it's the same. Amen. God defied every denomination, every creed, and he moved forth with his Holy Spirit as he promised, and he's proved to us once again, he is alive. The light is still shining, and we are benefactors of that resurrection. Quickened after being dead in the world and sins and trespasses has quickened us together in him in Christ Jesus. His spirit brings his same life again on the earth. If the spirit of God that raised up Christ, that body, that anointed body, if the spirit of God anointed that body in such a way that the seed fell on the earth, he wouldn't just let him rest there. He quickened him and raised him up. That same spirit by the same works, by the same power, by the same signs, being you, it'll also raise you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We ain't got to worry about death. There's a power greater than death. Well, I lost my loved one to the grave. Well, there's a power greater than that grave. There's a power that's going to make graves into gardens. It's going to open them up and they're going to come forth as lilies out of the darkness. Amen. Into a new body again. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, as we know, he was, a, he was a wave sheath that was way before the people. I don't got time to get into all of that, but he's a wave sheath. You've been taught that. He was brought up before the people. Amen. Waved as the first one to come to maturity. And he was waved. But why do they wave that? 
Yeah. Amen. There's more to come. To be continued. To continue. I'm not the only one that's going to shine. Devil, I ain't the only one you got to deal with. Hallelujah. I'm not the only one that's going to cast you out. I'm not the only one that's going to walk over you. I'm not the only one that's going to cast you into the fire. I'm not the only one that's going to cast you into the sea. I'm not the only one. There's more lights coming just like this light. It has the same power, the same benefits, the same glory, the same honor. It'll shine so bright, it'll rebuke cancer and it'll leave. It'll shine so bright, it'll rebuke sin and it'll have to go. It'll shine so bright, sickness will have to fall off. Cigarettes will fall off. Drunkenness. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. We know it was waved on, not, not on the Sabbath, but on the, the seventh day, but on the first day, which we call Sunday. That's, of course, a Roman word. But Brother Brown would call it the S-O-N day. That the corn of wheat, God's first one up from the dead, is to be waved over the congregation. That we are his seeds. That the first of the seeds of those who slept waved up on the first day of the week, on the Sunday. S-O-N, he raised up, waved goodbye. (laughs) And ascended upon high in the presence of God. Oh my. Boy, I'm about to have myself a running fit because I'm getting ready for my waving goodbye part. Amen. When we ascend and we move out of here and we move into the air to go to meet him and all of our loved ones, there's going to be a lot of waving goodbye. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, sin. Goodbye, unbelief. Anybody ready for that? Yeah, goodbye anxiety. Goodbye fear. Goodbye cancer. Goodbye sugar diabetes. Goodbye high blood pressure. Goodbye all sickness. Goodbye devil. Goodbye Lucifer. Goodbye. He ain't the only one that's going to wave goodbye. I'm going to wave goodbye. I'm going to wave, and I'm going to say, devil, I'll see you on the other side when I look down on you and say, is this the one? And I'm going to kick you off into hell to never see you again. Goodbye. Glory. But I want you to understand something. You don't have to wait there to say goodbye. You can say goodbye right now. Say, devil, goodbye. I'm not serving you no more. I'm not living with you no more. You're done. It's finished. It's over because the light is shining. And when the sun is up, I am free. Some of you need to say goodbye to anxiety and depression and gloominess and say, today is the last day I'll worship you. He's the first one up, but he ain't the only one. (laughs) There's more coming. He was the first one up, 
but there's a Karen Pruitt that's got to come up. There's, there's the loved ones all down through the ages that's going to come up. He was one, but he ain't the only one. Hallelujah. And we're all going to join together and have a goodbye ceremony. While this world tumbles over into complete, utter darkness. Because the light is no longer there. First corn of God's wheat had been raised from the dead. God's first corn of wheat. By God's quickening power. God had quickened his life, raised him up from the dead. He was the first fruits of those that slept. That's why they had to wave that sheaf. For it was the first one to come to maturity. It was waved as a memorial of thanksgiving to God. Believing and saying, the rest of them will come. There shall be light. So he took that scripture and he just waves it. There shall be light. And he waves it right in the face of the devil. I said it right here, devil. Right there in Zacharias. Go look it up for yourself. There shall be light. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. You can huff and you can blow. But I want you to know this house is built more than wood and straw and bricks. This house has been built by the power of the Holy Ghost. And you come against it once and lost, you come again, you're going to lose every time. Today, because he's the first son of God to come to full maturity, he was plucked up from the earth and waved over the people. Oh, what a glorious lesson. By the quickening power of the first one, although he'd been typed many times, Many times in the Bible, but now he's the first. He was waved on the day of Pentecost when there came a sound from heaven like a wave in mighty rushing wind. He was waved over the people, the Pentecostal people that was up there at Pentecost waiting for the blessing to come. And it'll be waved again. In the evening time, it shall be light. Because as he's waved as the first one to come, the seed went into the ground. And the seed goes through all the process of a seed, the blade, the shuck, all the way up to being seed again. There shall be light. So there's going to be another harvest just like he was. And other people just like he is. Christ was the first one to raise up of all the prophets Although typed in many places, he was the first fruits of those that slept and the bride coming to Christ, coming out of the church, there'll have to be a sheaf waved again in the last days, a waving of the sheaf. We've seen it. We saw him. Amen. The son of man waved before the people. He's here again, doing the same sign, same wonder, same everything, same light. Just listen again to Brother Branham talking about the light there in Houston and all the things that took place and how that he, you know, didn't, wouldn't want to argue. But Brother Bosworth, being a real soldier, just said, hey, I can't take this. Somebody got to say something. He said, well, just, just don't argue. He said, I don't argue. And he walks up there with one, at, one question. And the man couldn't answer his one question. One question. He starts fussing and fussing. I, I, you didn't even answer me. One question. Brother Brown was sitting up in the back. And his, wife, his brother just said, hey, you, you stay here. He said, I, I'm not going nowhere. But he said, all of a sudden, 
he felt that presence begin to whirl. He said, go up there. And he goes up there, and he begins to talk, begins to speak, say a few things. But Bosworth made a, I believe was made a good point about it. You know, you're, you call yourself a, uh, you know, you, you, you preach the gospel to save souls. You call yourself a desi- divine savior. Well, neither does Brother Branham call himself a divine healer. But the man wasn't there for the truth. He was there only to argue. He wasn't there for light. He was there for darkness. Brother Branham comes up. The man begins to take pictures and things. And all of a sudden, a light shone. They took that picture, went back, and all the pictures of that man, I believe he had in Brother Bosworth's face, of his finger in his face, shaking it. I think about five or six pictures, none of them, none of them came up. Every one of them turned out blank. There was only one picture that came out, and that was that light hanging over that man's head. Listen, the picture is not about the man. The picture is about the light. But it's very important that that light seem fit to have his picture with that man. And here he is. And I thought, God, how many pictures the devil's trying to take of us? And he tried to take them and if us in this situation, us in that situation, us in this situation, all of a sudden the light comes down, changes us. And he took a picture. And he goes back to his laboratory. He's like, oh, I'm, I got proof of what he will. I got proof of who he is. I got proof of all kinds of stuff. I got proof he smoked. I got proof he drank. I got proof he went out with women. I got proof. I got proof. I got proof. Where's my proof? Where's my proof? None of them's come out. None of them's showing. None of them's there. There's nothing but this light. There's nothing but a picture of light. Hallelujah. You ain't got to worry about what the devil's got proof on you. God's got an answer for his proof. It's called the blood of Jesus. It'll turn every picture dark. It'll burn it all away. He'll never find it. It's all been erased. But there will be a picture, a light that is shining upon you and saying, son, you don't belong there. Daughter, you don't belong there. Come up hither. Get out of that darkness. Get out of that situation and come to the light. It's a very important picture to me. Waving of the sheaf. He waved over the time, over the people and he said, for the first time, They'll come forth for the bright age, for a a resurrection out of dark denominationalism will be a message that the full maturity of the word has turned back in its full power. Not quarter power, half power, three quarter power, full power. And being waved over the people by the same signs and wonders that he did back there. Because I live, ye live also, speaking to his wife. Because I live, ye live also. What a resurrection that was, but what a resurrection this is. Hallelujah, to be quickened from the dead, to be made alive in Christ Jesus by God's quickening power. He was waved to them. The word, which he was, was way back on the day of Pentecost. And the word was made manifest in bodies. Amen. 
Brother Brandon would go into the dynamics and the mechanics. It's a good study. Go study it. He always preached. Got to have the mechanics, but you got to have the dynamics. Matter of fact, he would say even this message says we have, we have kind of sat down on the mechanics and not enough on the dynamics. He said it takes both. It takes the spark. It takes the moving of the spirit. It takes it all. It takes the word work and it takes every bit of it. Amen. For the power to be there. You can have a positive and not have the negative and you ain't got no light. You can have a negative and not no positive. You ain't not have any light. You have to have both of them working together. Amen. So if you find a church that believes only the New Testament, don't believe the old, you don't have any light. If you find one vice versa, you don't have any light. It takes both of them working together because the Jehovah of the old is the Jesus of the new. Amen. So it takes everything working to bring forth light and to bring forth light, not just light, but light in full power. It'll make the car go down the road. The dynamics of the Holy Ghost moving on the people. Amen. He, he would go into other places. He said, I've been seeing churches, churches, bride, bride, churches, bride, bride. But there's got to come one. There's got to come a real bride. That there must be one that's not only got the mechanics, but the dynamics that makes the church live to move in the power of his resurrection. Until we come to that place, until we come to that moment, what good does it do to polish the hubs? What good does it do to give it a facelift or, or simonize or a wax job when there's no dynamics in it? When there's no moving, no spark, no, no lighting of the candle, nothing taking place. What's the use in it? What he proved, what Easter proved, he wasn't only the word, but he was also the dynamics. He made that body, that dynamic power of the Holy Ghost made that body of Jesus cold, stiff, and dead in the grave, shake to life and rise again and roll away the stone and say, I am he that was dead. But I'm alive forevermore. All nature had said it dead. Stars said it. Moon said it. But now the whole world has to recognize he's alive again. He's not only the mechanics, God's word. He's also the dynamics. He's also the power moving in the church. Power of his power. He said the bride. Amen. He said being the, he being the groom, the bride has come, got to come forth. It can only be the manifestation of the fulfilling of all revelations of any other has spoken of the bride. It can only manifest. If it does something different from the groom, it isn't the bride. Hello, somebody. If it has some revelation different than what the groom had, it isn't the bride. It might be foolish virgin. It might be lost. But it isn't the bride. Because she's flesh of his flesh. She's bone of his bone. She's life of his life. She's power of his power. She is him. And as a man and woman are one, a man, a woman taken from his side, she has taken, taken a spirit, the feminine spirit from him, the flesh from his side, made both mechanics and dynamics the wife. The spirit of him and the flesh of him put together makes both mechanics and dynamics. Until that church becomes both dynamics and mechanics. The spirit of God that moved him to do things like he did. If he hit on all 16 cylinders, so will the bride. If he healed the sick, so will the bride. If the lost were saved in his ministry, so will the lost be saved in the bride's ministry. 
If the blind were healed and the lame would walk, so would it happen in the bride. If it ain't, it's another body. It's going down really quick. First John 4, verse 1. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye that the Spirit, ye the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is God. Come in the flesh, power, manifestations, things that happen, move, Spirit of God moving, come in the flesh, is of God. And every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it is, is it in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. So this light that's in you is greater than the darkness that's in the world. Hallelujah. We've, we saw it to be so. Amen, Sister, Sister Ruth. That, that darkness of cancer, that light that's on the inside of you is greater than that darkness of cancer. We've already seen it in Sister Atlanta. We've already seen it in multiple other ones. That light is greater. That red light is more powerful. Do we have believers here? That light is more powerful. We've seen that light. Brother Brandon would say, now he's here. He said, do you not see that light hanging right over there? And he would begin to discern the hearts and he would tell them, well, you got this sickness or that sickness. And that light would show itself to be greater. That light, what was that light there for? It was trying to draw that faith. It was trying to make a connection. And if it didn't make a connection, the light moved on. The light is looking for faith. It has to have a connection. There has to be light to light. There has to be light to light. That is what your faith is. Your faith is not darkness. Your faith is light. And when that pulsation of light begins to go off, it, it, all of a sudden there's a receiving station on the inside. And you realize, hey, I'm not here by myself. There's another presence here. And faith begins to rise. You know what? This is a Wednesday night, but I felt the presence of God move by. And tonight's my night. Tonight's the night I'm going to receive something for God. What happens? Pulsation starts taking off. Hallelujah. Amen. The doctors may only give certain percentages on things for you to survive or you to do that. But what the doctor doesn't put into that equation is the light. You put the light into that equation. That light is greater than anything the doctor says. It's greater than anything the devil says. It's greater than anything that you're dealing with in your body. The God of this world is not as great is the God of our heaven. Which is in you. How I many has got the Holy Ghost? Which is in you. No more than darkness can stand against light. That devil cannot stand against that God. <clears throat> darkness cannot stand in the presence of light. I don't care how dark it is. Light. We'll put it out. 
it can't stand. But if you take as much darkness as you want to, you can take as many of them as you want to. Many cells of darkness as you want to. I don't care how dark it is. The one that's in you is light. And it's not just a little fizzle here and a fizzle there. It's a great eternal light. It don't ever dim. It's a constant burn. It's a constant thing. You don't ever have to worry about, are the batteries going to run out? Am I going to get almost there? And then the power's gone. Is the bride going to almost make it there? And then it's just going to... <laughs> you ever, ever use a flashlight and you're just shining in the darkness and you're enjoying the light? All of a sudden it goes start... And you're... <laughs> Please. <laughs> Come on. And you take the batteries out and flip them upside down, put them back in. Try to, you ain't got to worry about that with this light. This light will be even in you and with you, with you and even in you to the end. <laughs> he don't have no fine print. He don't have no clauses. Let me tell you what kind of clauses he says. I'm the Lord God that heals all thy diseases. I'm the God, Lord God that, he, that, that, that all of your iniquities and all of your diseases. That's his kind of clause. Amen. He said, I don't care how dark it is. Light will put it out. You can take as much darkness as you want to. Try to stand against light one time. See what happens. The one that's in you is light. And the one that's in the world is darkness. So the light has proved it. Has overcome the darkness. And the man that's in Christ knows. That he has overcome the things of this world. It has no more ties to you. You are free. You're walking in the light as he is in the light. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. And we have fellowship one with another. There you are. He that's in you is greater than he that's in the world. Now, if you look back, you look back that way, you're condemned. You're still in the world. But if you're living above that, he that's in you is greater than he that's in the darkness. I've said this before, I ain't scared of the dark, I'm scared of the things in the dark. But in this situation, if he's in you, you ain't got to be scared of the darkness nor what's in the dark. Hallelujah, because he's above the darkness of the muddy waters. He's above the darkness of sickness. He's above the darkness of sin and situations. He's above the darkness of trials. And so, he said, oh, I feel like a shouting Christian. What, what, what was in there by God at the beginning, it pressed its way through, overcome. Talking about the lily now. It overcome, it overcome the shell. It overcome the mud. It overcome the waters. It overcome everything. It was an overcomer and it reflected the beauty and glory of Almighty God. That's the way every believer does. It overcomes the shell. It o- What's the shell? Your human flesh. Amen. That wants to hold you back with your anxieties and your complexes. It'll overcome all of that. Amen. It overcomes the mud that the devil try to pile on you. It overcomes the stormy waters. And light is pulling it out of that darkness. 
He says that's the way every believer does. That's the way Noah did, Lot did. That's the way Moses did, Joseph, Joshua did, Daniel did, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did, John the Baptist did, Zacharias, Elizabeth, Simon, Anna, Simeon, Peter, James, John, Martin, Luther, Wesley, Pentecostal fathers, Paul, William Branham. It's proved it over and over. It proved over and over the light is greater than the darkness. In the darkest, what they call the, the medieval times or the, the, what's the name I'm looking for? The dark times, dark ages. There we are. Dark ages where they would actually take little babies, rip them out of their mom and dash them against a stone. That light was greater looking at me like an ox looking at a new gate it was greater they could stand it the light that was given them that ox anointing that fell on them that light for their age was greater it proved it it was powerful it was so powerful that they could stand there and look at those atrocities and would not deny they could see the fire coming up on the, as it went up the logs and things they'd put against them and, and they would not. And they'd feel it start burning their legs and it would not. It'd come on up into their bodies and they would not. It would consume their whole body and they would not deny. That's how powerful that light shone in that dark age. Under the ox anointing. Amen. It went all the way through the ages. Don't you know that the light is the way, it were back again to what it was in the beginning? That the light that is shining now is powerful enough. If it held them through what they went through, it'll surely hold you through what you're going through. <laughs> Somebody said this the other day as a joke, but listen, you think you're going to have, you're having a bad day in Laodicea? Go go read the Fox's Book of Martyrs. And you see them men and women that stood the challenges of the darkness of their age. Why? Because of a great light. It was greater than the darkness. And do you think he's going to allow you to get to this age, this darkest age, spiritually, so dark that the light ain't going to be great enough? The light ain't going to be big enough that it can't take a teenager and lift them up out of the darkness they're in and make them shine before others? He'll do it every time. The devil's a howl. The devil's a blow. The devil's will try to stomp it out, put it out. Well, by, by tell you what, they got something over there at that camp in Oklahoma. But by Easter, I'm going to have them out. But they're still shining. Well, let's get a few more devils. Let's bring them on. We got one week left, and they're still shining. Because you don't realize this ain't a temporary light. And this ain't a light that he can do anything with. This ain't a light he can stop. This ain't a fire he can put out. This is a fire that's been come off the coals of the altar that's fell upon a body and it lit them. Amen. With eternal life and eternal life. There ain't nothing the devil can do about it. We can have 10 more Easter's and they'll still be shining. 
We can have 20 more years and they'll still be shining. Why? It's a light that won't go out. It's a light that's greater than the darkness. Jesus showed what power that was in him when he come up out of that water and went up to be tempted of the devil. He showed you what that light can do. 40 days he was tempted. Come against him three times. And every time he stood, it was showing that light is greater than the darkness. That light is greater than Satan's options. I kind of let that one sink a little bit. That light is greater than Satan's options. That light is greater than Satan's excuses. That light is greater than Satan's, uh, his wants and his will for your life. That light is greater. We finish with this. If I can find it. Abraham talks about, I got to go down a ways. When we come to this point, kind of run out of voice to preach. He said, he said, Lucifer, and we heard about that, we heard about Lucifer on Sunday. So the devil of this world that stood there against Jesus, the world belonged to him. It always has been. Why art thou fallen, O Lucifer, the son of the morning? See, this world belonged to him. That's when he was kicked out of heaven. He come back to it. He was the one who said to Christ, these kings are mine. I do with them as I will. They belong to him. He is the one that's in the world. John had told the disciples, you heard the Antichrist was come. It's already working the children of disobedience. But the little, but little children, you're not of this world. You're of God. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That's Christ in you. He that created the heavens and earth made manifest in the person Jesus Christ, God in Christ, reconciled the world to himself. Let's say, let's say you say the son of God that through brother Branham. All right. Let's find out if he was eternal. Greater was he that was in Joshua that was in the son. Greater was he that was in Moses that was in Egypt. Greater was he that was in Daniel that was in Persia. Greater was he that was in Shadrach, Meshach, and the great Abednego that had control of the fire. Greater was he that was in David that was in Goliath. Greater was he that was in in Jesus that was in the storms and the problems and the situation. Greater was he that was in Elijah that was in the brassy skies. Greater is he, amen, that is in you. He said, then what about healing the sick? Greater is he that is in you that's in sickness. Hello, somebody. Greater is he that's in you than that's in sickness. Greater is the healer. Greater is the creator than the devil that's trying to interrupt the program of your life. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in Elijah, greater than he that is in Isaiah than the time was or any of the prophets. Greater is he that was in Job than when the skin worms and death and grave. But by vision, he saw the coming of the Lord. He said, though, amen, though God slay me, yet I'll trust him. Though the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh I'll see God. Thy, my redeemer, liveth. Why? Something greater was on the inside of him. Greater was he that was in Noah that was in the judgments of the water. 
Hallelujah. He's greater than any problem. He's greater than any situation and greater than he that is in us that's in the world. That's Christ. He's conquered every enemy. When he was on earth, he conquered sin. He conquered sickness. He conquered death. He conquered hell. He conquered the grave. And now he lives in us as the conqueror. Therefore, he's still conquering sickness. He's still conquering hell. He's still conquering death. He's still conquering the grave. Come to us and set us free. And greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Whoa, hallelujah. (laughs) Oh, my. Amen. Why would we stand back like a coward? Why would we just sit on the sidelines? Let's follow the captain. Let's follow him. Let's go with him. Take that what he gives you and fight sickness, sin, fight unbelief away. Take that what he gives you and tell the devil you're a liar. Amen. Christ said he has overcome the world and greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater is the power of Christ in you than the sickness that you have in your body tonight. Greater is the power of Christ than than that little besetting sin that you can't overcome. Let's take the Holy Spirit and fight the devil down. Hallelujah. And walk out of here victorious as heroes of the cross. How many can say that tonight? Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Maybe you got sickness, you need to tell that sickness. I got somebody greater. Maybe you got sin, I got somebody greater. Maybe you got high blood pressure, I got somebody greater. Maybe you walked in here all gloomy and all upset. I got somebody greater. He's greater. In any situation, he's greater than any problem. He's greater than anything you could ever go through. The light that is in you is greater than the darkness that's in the world. The sun is up. There shall be light. He still is the same yesterday, today. The light's still shining, devil. Do like Brother Wayne would tell you, tell that devil, I'm still here. Let's wave our lights. Amen. Let's wave it to a dark world. There is a light greater than that darkness you're in. He healed the sick. He destroyed sin. And he came to you that he might dwell in you. A light to a dark world. Let's bow our hands. <clears throat> Sorry. Hallelujah. Greater is he that's in you than that wheelchair. Greater is he that's in you than that stretcher. Greater is he that's in you than that cancer. Greater is he that's in you than that affliction. Greater is he that's in you than anything the devil could ever put on you. Greater is he that's in you. The light is shining. The light is moving. 
He's conquered every enemy. Your enemies are conquered. Your enemy might have been breathing down your neck this week. You need to turn and look at him and say, you're conquered. My God conquered you. He broke the back of Satan. He's greater. Hallelujah. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let the light shine tonight on every heart, every life. Lord Jesus, may tonight we truly see who we are, Father. By your word, by what you've done among us. Lord, we, we've seen, Lord, the darkness that's around us. and Many times it's easy to get discouraged or because things ain't working out exactly the way we thought they would. or We find ourselves in a discouraged place. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in that discouragement. Greater is he that's in us and he that would try to snuff our lives out. Greater is he. You're greater, Lord, and we're thankful for that, Lord, tonight. We can lift up a God, not just a God of history, not just a God of 2,000 years ago or 60 years ago or 100 years ago or any time ago, but a God that's today. Living in the people, light shining in dark times and places all over the world. Lord, I think about the light that's in Ukraine that's getting bombed. Just hearing, Lord, about a little grandma that her house got missled and roof fell on her and gave her a concussion. She moved out of her house into her garage, and that night she was in church giving praise to Almighty God for saving her life because greater was he that was in her than he that sent the missile. Lord Jesus, you're so wonderful to us. Lord, we remember our brothers and sisters all over the world suffering in times. Needs, Lord, all over the body. But God, greater are you than any need that we could ever face. You're the need supplier, Lord. If we need bread, you're the bread. If we need water, you're the water. Whatever we have need of, God, you're there for us. May we trust you with all of our heart. For greater... Is he that's in us, the light that's in us, than the darkness that's in this world. Satan, I'd like to remind you once again, you're conquered. You're defeated. Hallelujah. You will not be victorious over this bride of Jesus Christ, but she's going to rise above every trap, above every situation, above every obstacle, till we rise into this world, and you're going to see our hands waving goodbye. Lord, what a day that's going to be. We love you, Father, and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Every praise is to our God.
Hallelujah. He gave us everything. Amen.